search engine optimization. And it's basically trying to get to the top of Google for selling your product. And that's how traditionally people have looked at SEO. And traditionally, it's been very technical and geeky. Hey, what's up, branding experts? Arek here at Ivek Design, and welcome to On Branding Podcast. And my guest today, today is Jason Bernard. And Jason is a digital marketer, a business owner, a podcast host, and a book author. And he specializes in SEO and specifically in brand SERP optimization and knowledge panel management. And so Jason also wrote this book and check out on Amazon and it's titled The Fundamentals of Brand SERPs for Business. Hello, Jason. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm really glad you've got your name on the shirt. That way I can possibly forget it, even though I can't say Dvonechuk. Yeah, very nice. Dvorniček. Ah, Dvorniček. Yeah. People, people have a pro... Yeah, it's really hard to pronounce, but I try to Americanize the name. The, my original name is... You wouldn't you wouldn't know how to pronounce it. So <laughs> so I try to write it in a way that, you know, you can at least try. So, but anyways, thanks for joining us. And I really appreciate you reaching out. And this is great. I just briefly went through, through your book, but I'm going to dive in and read in some more because I will definitely need to applied some of those tips and tricks right. uh, because this looks just amazing the knowledge panel you know when someone googles your name or your brand name so let's actually take a step back and ex- maybe explain to our listeners just start with some basic what is seo what is serp and how does it all work right no great question you said seo and it's search engine optimization and it's basically trying to get to the top of google for selling your products and that's how traditionally people have looked at seo And traditionally, it's been very technical and geeky. And so a lot of people think, well, okay, SEO, that's all about the HTML code. It's about how my site is built. It's about the technical geeky stuff. And I need to be a web developer. And that was true 10 years ago, let's say. It was probably Mm -hmm. still quite true five years ago. But today, search engine optimization is much, much more about branding and topicality. And that's where kind of the fundamentals of brand SERPs comes in, is that Google is trying to get its user to the solution to their problem as efficiently as possible. When you search on Google for something, you're looking for the solution to a problem. So what Google now tries to do is rather than look at the web page and see all other words in there, it tries to understand what the web page offers or what the video offers as a solution. What question or problem does it solve or answer? And so from that perspective, the first thing you need to do is make sure that Google has understood who you are, what you do, and who your audience is, because that is how it's going to be able to map the its users problems to the solutions you can realistically provide for that user so what google shows when you when you search a brand name or if you search my personal name right. is the representation of what google has understood about you who you are what you do and who your audience is and if it's a misrepresentation google's badly misunderstood you and it won't be able to use you as a solution for its users over a long period of time it's going to lose track it's not going to understand right so we actually need to take control of that and make Make sure that Google understands the information, you know, t- finds the right information, right? So we do have some control over that. So and you described specific steps that we need to take in your book in order for Google to organize our information in a way so, you know, it can be featured in that snippet on the right side. So let's actually, I thought maybe right. we can just qu- quickly show to our listeners for you guys who, who are just listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, you can just Google probably uh, Jason Bernard. I'm going to share a screen for you guys who on YouTube and I'm going to show you yeah. what we are talking about exactly. So I have the name right here. I already Googled. So right, Jason, oh, you're, you're yeah. sorry, you'll notice right underneath Jason Barnard.
Barnard, which is my name. There right. is a Jason Bernard, and Jason Bernard is an actor. And that, even though the name isn't quite the same, Google associates the two together because they're very similar, and it thinks you might mm-hmm. have made a type, typographical mistake. You might have typed it in wrong. So this right. goes quite deeply. Google is trying to understand what do you mean. So it thinks maybe you mean Jason Bernard when in fact you mean Jason Barnard. And then, then I'll let you carry on with your description. I'm sorry. Sure. No, I just wanted to quickly show what we are talking about. So basically what we're, we're talking about, so these are search results, what's here, you know, yeah. on the left, right? And mm-hmm. what's on the right is what Google call fact, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the sidebar on the right. For example, if you Google your name, it displays your name, your, your photos and a brief description and some information like where you were born, your partner's parents and things like that, your social media profiles, right? And the same happens with uh, brand names, right? Organization names, company names mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. What you were showing is on the left-hand side, it's Google's suggestions of, of how you might want to interact with me and what might interest you about me. And in the case of a brand, how you would interact with the company or what you might want to know about them. And it's a suggestion. And on the right-hand side, as you rightly said, it's fact. It's the facts that Google mm-hmm. has understood. It's a summary of the facts that Google has understood. And it's a kind of stamp of approval of your authority and your credibility to your users right. when they're searching your brand name. If you now don't have that knowledge panel, those facts, that summary of facts from Google, you don't look credible. You don't look like, for example, a big company or an important person. And if you do, mm-hmm. you definitely look like a more authoritative person or a more credible company. And I actually wanted to go back and show people, maybe we can show the difference. So if you Google my name, unfortunately, I don't have the knowledge panel here. Mm-hmm. We do have some search results, pretty strong in, you know, like I do blogging, have optimized my website for SEO. Right. I've done some on-page SEO, but I could definitely improve. So that's what I'm saying. That is pretty interesting. I will definitely want to dive in and follow these steps in order to have this knowledge panel on the right, just like you were able to do it for yourself. And yeah. what is interesting though, is it very much associates you with your company. Yes, that's right. And so from that perspective as well, you were saying, oh, I've been optimizing my blog. I've been working on my company website. Google is trying to understand not only you, but your company and the relationship between you. And the better it mm-hmm. understands each of them and that relationship, the more you can build its understanding outwards about where are your specialist topics? Where are you authoritative? What do you offer? What product? And you can build this understanding. I like to talk about Google as a child. It's understood your company. Next, you can get it to understand you. Then you can mm-hmm. get it to understand your product. Then it can un- get you can get it to understand your topicality. And at that point, this child can say, well, when I've got a user who's looking for, for A, then I know that this person and this company are authoritative and expert and credible for providing the solution to A. And that's where you're going to win. And it's mm-hmm. we call it SEO, but it's digital marketing through the interface of Google. Right. I like that analogy with a child. So basically, we need to feed Google with this information, right? Uh, so just to sum up for our listeners, I have some of the key takeaways, my key takeaways here. So just to sum up, what is SEO? It's search engine optimization, that's abbreviation. So it's the art and science of persuading search engines, such as Google, but there are other also uh, search engines, right? To recommend your content to their users as the best solution to their problem, right? So yes. if someone searches for something, Google sees you as, as the most credible answer to this particular question or a problem, and they yeah. show you instead of your competitors, for example, right? It's a big part of branding, right? Because mm. whatever we do, if we sell products, offer services, especially when we are trying to build a personal brand, everyone is going to Google us, our name, our company name, check out our social media. So this is really important to have this information easily available online, right? Also, I like what you say. You basically, I like this phrase, Google is your a new business card, mm-hmm. right? So you need to be proactive and you need to take 
take control of that, right? Yeah, no, 100%. The, the idea that somebody searches your name or Googles your name to use the Google verb is incredibly common. We all do it, but then we don't really think, oh, maybe other people are doing it to me. We do that also when we're bottom of funnel with a brand. As we're thinking about doing business with them, we Google the name, but also people will Google a brand name when they're navigating to the site, when they're already a client. So it becomes mm -hmm. incredibly important as a passageway towards your site or as a place where people will research you. So it is your business card. You could even say it's your homepage because it's the page that they see before they come to the website. And the other incredibly important thing is you were talking about all the different social media platforms, all the things we do online and the branding in a more global sense. If you yeah. look at your brand cert, what appears when your audience Googles your brand name, it will show you what it thinks is important from your digital ecosystem. And from that perspective, you can then look at your brand cert and see A, what's out there, B, what Google thinks is important, and C, if Google has got it wrong, you can then see where you can re-strategize because uh -huh. Google is the machine that knows the most about what you're doing online. And it's representing to your audience when they Google your brand name, what it feels is helpful, valuable, and relevant to them. And if it gets it yeah. wrong, it's misunderstood. If it's misunderstood, you have badly educated this child. You need to work out. Now we are going to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back. Listen, my mission is to help people build and design iconic brands. So whether you're a business leader who wants to be more intentional with branding and all of its aspects, or you're a creative professional who wants to attract powerful clients and then truly be able to help them with branding, then you need to learn how to develop a brand strategy that will inform all your creative work. And everything that you need to learn how to do that, you can find in my online courses at evexdesign.com shop, where I share with you my worksheets, my case studies, video tutorials, and other additional resources to help you feel safe and strong about your process. Now let's get back to our interview. Where is you're yeah. going wrong in that education or where you're going wrong in your strategy? Because it might be that Google's fully understood and you're just getting it totally wrong and you need to change your entire strategy. So those are yeah. the two choices if Google's got it wrong on your brand, uh, SERP, search engine results page, is either you've misexplained it to the child or the child has correctly understood and you're not addressing your audience in the way that you should. Right. So let's talk about some of these strategies, right? Because you described quite a few and I have your Kindle version of your book right here. Yeah. You talk about things like optimizing your homepage, optimizing site links, managing social media and other things, other yeah. ta tactics and techniques. Probably we won't have time to go over all of them, but maybe you can give us like a brief overview of the process. Like maybe what are the some of the most important steps that we should definitely take in order to, you know, have this knowledge for our name? Right. Yeah. Great question about the knowledge panel. In fact, the foundation of everything you mentioned, the homepage and you mentioned the site links. The single most important thing for Google is that it understands your site. So you might think, okay, you search my brand name or my personal name, my site ranks number one, job done. But in fact, the knowledge panel is, as I said, a summary of the facts that Google has understood about you. And the problem it faces is that it has lots of different pieces of a, let's say, a broken plate that's scattered around the internet on your Facebook, on your LinkedIn, on Crunchbase, an article about you in the New York Times, whatever it might be. And it's trying to put this plate together to make the complete puzzle so that it can fully understand who you are, what you do, and who your audience is. And they talk about reconciliation. I talk about making the puzzle of the broken plate. And for reconciliation, they're looking for a point of reconciliation. And that point of reconciliation is a, a page on your website that explains who you are, what you do, and who your audience is, i.e. provides it with the completed plate puzzle. And it can then compare its version of the puzzle to your version of the puzzle. 
So the fact that Google is actually actively looking for a place on your website that describes who you are, what you do, and who your audience is, seems a little bit uh, contradictory, but it's looking to get that information from you so it can compare it to the, let's say, the, frag the fragmented version, the broken plate that it's put mm -hmm. together and to see if it's put it together correctly. And so the knowledge panel is always based on either Wikipedia or because most of us don't have, we're not notable enough to have a Wikipedia page and we, we should never have a Wikipedia page because nobody would spontaneously search for us or be interested in us. It gets it from Wikipedia or it gets it from your website, the mm -hmm. full plate that corresponds to all the broken pieces that it's found around the web. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to you to educate the child by presenting it on your well-organized website with a clear description of who you are, what you're doing, who your audience is that corresponds to your digital ecosystem that repeats the same thing. Mm -hmm. Is it just enough to have a well-written about page, for example? Do we have to use any structured data? How does it work, you know, behind the scenes? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? And having a profile, creating, as you mentioned, like Wikipedia page. So we know that this helps for sure. You know, well, how mm -hmm. about Amazon page, for example, if you are a book author, does Got this it. help? How about if you run a podcast, having all those profiles on different podcasting platforms and stuff like that? Can you explain on that? Yeah, I mean, you make a great point with Amazon and podcasting profiles. Wikipedia is where everybody kind of knee-jerk reaction goes to. But the problem with Wikipedia is that you're immediately handing over control of who you are, what you do, and who your audience is to the Wikipedia editors who can change anything they want. So even if you can have a Wikipedia page, it isn't the best solution. The best solution is your own website, corroborated, mm -hmm. as you rightly said, if you're an author by Amazon, by Goodreads, uh, by Muckrack, for example. Uh, if you're a musician, it would be Music Brains. It would be Deezer. It would be mm -hmm. Spotify. If you're uh, a film actor, it would be IMDB, it would be Rotten Tomatoes. So mm -hmm. as you can see, I'm building up this idea is that I can say on my own website what I need Google to understand for my knowledge panel. But then from there, I need to link out to these corroborative sources that repeat mm -hmm. the same information. Mm -hmm. And the corroborative sources need to be relevant to who I am and what I'm doing. So an actor, as we said, would be on IMDB, an author would be Amazon Goodreads, uh, other books like Google Books and so on and so forth. Uh, and if we come back to the child analogy, your web page that explains what the child needs to understand is you as an adult explaining to the child. And then you say to the child, right, uh, here's some information about history. The child goes, okay, fine. I kind of understand. Then you say, go and ask grandma. And grandma is trusted. And grandma explains the same thing in the same way. And the child says, okay, now I start, I'm really starting to understand. Then you say, now go and ask the history teacher at school. So the child goes and asks the history teacher at school. Then it is confident it's understood. And at that point, the child that is Google gives you your knowledge panel. And it's the equivalent mm. of the child going to the playground. And if I've explained it to it as the parent, it's not going to say anything because the child will be a little bit scared of getting it wrong and looking foolish to its friends. But if the history teacher, the grandma, the sister, the brother, the whoever has repeated the same information in the same manner, and they are authoritative, relevant sources, the history teacher being perhaps the most important, the equivalent of IMDB for an actor, then the child will go into the playground and it will shout this information. So your knowledge panel on your brand, sir, is the child shouting out the information it's understood about you in the playground mm -hmm. from different and taken from different places right so exactly. google always confirms this information pulling from different places exactly so yeah. it, it is this idea of google will never let you just tell it what the truth is it needs to get corroboration and that corroboration mm -hmm. needs to be from trusted authoritative highly relevant sources 
Right. So this is about SEO knowledge panels. Okay. So just to sum up for our listeners, maybe some, some of the key takeaways is just this quick, quick snapshot of information, right? And we can mm-hmm. take control of this, in, uh, of this by optimizing our homepage about page we have on our other profiles. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be different for, you know, if you are an actor, if you're a singer, if you're a designer and so on, right? There are some authoritative websites that you should create profiles and then create links to your about page. So this information matches. Right. And and sorry, one thing you asked about is schema markup, uh, structured data. And that's the really geeky thing that people are very scared of. And what I love about this is you don't need it. A lot of SEOs, a lot Uh of people in my industry will tell you you have to have it. But we had a a client, we've got a case study on Calicube.com, our company website, uh, with an author who managed to get his complete control of his knowledge panel with no structured data, Uh with no nothing geeky, pure marketing, purely just reorganizing, as you said, his own website and the sources. And there is, in fact, a very famous guy in the uh, SEO industry called Barry Schwarz, and he has correctly got his knowledge panel filled with information. Google has understood who he is and where he is representing himself on his own site, which is called rustybrick.com. And he has no geeky structured data on that page. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the idea that this is necessarily geeky and uh, techy is completely wrong. It's all about being clear with the child. And then, as I said, being, sorry, being clear with the child on your own page and then pointing it to the corroborative sources. And the thing that both of these people, Barry Schwartz and G. Scott Graham, the client that I had, mm-hmm. is that they were pointing to incredibly, linking out to incredibly corrob- uh, irrelevant corroborative sources that mm-hmm. make total sense to the child. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things is keep it simple. Keep it simple in terms of the messaging, the words, the phrases you use to describe yourself. Like, for example, you describe yourself as the Serb brand guy, right? Yeah. And that's your unique phrase or, or a tagline, as you wish, right? So mm-hmm. is this what you are talking about like we should uh, create some kind of a two maybe two sentences or three sentences description of who we are and what we do and then reuse this information over and over again on in different places yeah uh, you you've, you've summed it up absolutely brilliantly because uh, a lot of people say google doesn't like duplicated uh, tech traditionally in seo there is a, a problem mm-hmm. with duplicated text but this is the one case where it's actually incredibly powerful because the idea that you have this same description on all these different sources is incredibly reassuring for Google, it's a child that understands by repetition when mm-hmm. you're describing who you are and what you do. Um, so the more you could, if, if you can write a really simple couple of sentences that really describe who you are and what you do and who your audience is, if you can, and then that same description or an adaptation of it slightly on different platforms will reassure the child. And it's really important to remember that not only does the child need to understand, but it needs to be confident in that understanding. And confidence mm-hmm. in the understanding is the absolute key getting the understanding isn't so very difficult building the confidence of that child is the big mm-hmm. trick and that that would takes time right so uh i i probably you know i uh, can imagine imagine our listeners thinking about you know how long it takes how right. long it takes you know like um i can change the information on my website today within an hour right but mm-hmm. uh it is gonna take some time for google to crawl on my website again you know i can request the indexing right in, in, in mm-hmm. google search console but how about other websites you know if I want to create a profile on Wikipedia and and, and optimize all those profiles on, you know, uh, like portfolio websites for designers, for, exa- for example, like the number one is Behance for designers, right? So mm-hmm. that probably would help and, and things right. like that. So how, what do you think is there is like a time frame? Um, how, how fast it can be done or how long it can take? Right. Well, it's a really interesting question because there are two different aspects to it. The, the first is how long does it take Google to digest? Uh-huh. And that can be one month and it can be three months. The 
other is, and it's it's never a couple of days. Right. So Google takes time to digest this information. But the other big question is how contradictory and how fragmented is the information out there already? And how quickly and how efficiently and how well can you correct it all? Because if you think about it, you know, I've, I've been online for 25 years. So some profiles I haven't looked at for 15 years. Some I haven't looked at for 10 years. Some I haven't looked at for a couple of years. And some I look at every day. And for a company, if you've been around for 20 years, let's say you've had loads of employees who say different things or set up accounts on different platforms you don't necessarily know about. And so the real trick there is to find all of these corroborative sources that Google is looking at and correct them all as quickly as you possibly can mm -hmm. so that they all corroborate each other. Uh, and I, I was actually working for a company called Yoast, if you know them. Um, yeah. Yoast is the WordPress plugin. Yeah, I, I've been using uh, Yeah, I've been using that for a long time. Very, very helpful. I know a lot of people know, must know about this. This is like the, the number one yeah. plugin, not just SEO plugin, but probably in general plugin, you know, everyone is using that on, on WordPress. So. Right. Well, we help them with their knowledge panel and the, the uh -huh. developer okay. is the boss with his knowledge panel. Right. And we were trying to collect his profile pages and all the review platforms that were having reviews for Yoast and so on and so forth. And I realized that it's very labor intensive. After a day, we had collected, let's say, 50 profile pages and review mm. platforms. So I actually built a, a SaaS platform, a software as a service platform, CaliCube Pro, that does this automatically. And it so now only takes two minutes. And we can build mm -hmm. the entire digital ecosystem, all the profiles, all the review platforms, all of these different sites that are talking about you. And then we can prioritize it by how much importance Google uh, places in each of these sources. Then you just uh -huh. click on each one and you go in and correct it. Uh, and an example would be that I switched uh, an information in my knowledge panel, which it said Jason Barnard, musician. And one day I went through every single profile, 75 profiles and pages about me and my own website. And I corrected them all in three hours using CaliCube Pro. Uh -huh. And two weeks later, Google switched from musician to author because I changed my description from Jason Barnard as a musician and a digital marketer to Jason Barnard as an author and a digital marketer on 75 platforms in the space of three hours. So what happened is that Google came to my website, saw the information had changed. I pointed it to all these corroborative sources from my website and it saw uh -huh. the same information everywhere all at the same time. And so it went, okay, that must be true. The child switched its point of view and said Jason Barnard is an author. Okay, that's uh, really give us an understanding of how it works. So yeah, so you have this tool, right? That helps us to basically prioritize. It just basically searches for a brand name or your personal brand name. It prioritizes all those, you know. I just have a question here. Does domain authority matter in this case? The domain authority of the website, does it really matter? Right, it will partially, but Google's moving away from that kind of concept of websites because it's starting to understand more and more the brands behind them and the people behind them. And yeah. it looks at expertise, authority, and trust. They call it EAT, of the person yeah. or the company behind the website or the article. So for yeah. example, if you confirm something about me to Google, because we're relevant to each other, you're in branding and I'm in branding and digital marketing, your uh, confirmation would be more valuable to me than, let's say, the Adelaide Times in Australia. Because the Adelaide Times is a generalist newspaper in Australia. It isn't relevant, directly relevant to my mm -hmm. industry. And it's the mm -hmm. other side of the world. Whereas you are not in the same country as me, but you're relevant to my topic. Mm -hmm. And if I were to look in the UK, for example, The Guardian would be more relevant for me because I come from the UK. So The Guardian in the UK is more relevant, for example, than New York Times. So mm -hmm. yes, the importance of the site will play a role, but its relevancy to me and my topic and my core topic mm -hmm. is going mm -hmm. to be the most important thing. Okay, understood. So the re relevance is actually more important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just 
just as we are approaching the end of our interview, of course, I'm going to link in the description to your book, The Fundamentals of Brand Serves for Business. So you guys can check it out. And you know, there are specific step-by-step processes described step-by-step what you need to do mm-hmm. specifically in order to achieve that. And I will definitely dive into this. So I'm super excited to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. because all I have to do is just start you know, organizing this information and updating my right. profiles because it's going to take a while, right? Yeah. So it's not going to happen overnight or in a few days. It's going to probably take a month or so at yeah. least. So uh, the sooner the sooner I start, you know, uh, changing this information, the sooner I can achieve that, yeah. right? So and um, as, as you say, it will take you about a month to sort out your own information. And then it will take Google a couple of months, let's say, to digest it. So your whole project is going to be about three months. And during mm-hmm. the two months it's digesting, you can continue to generate um, confirmation, corroboration. Um, and, and the book describes, as you said, the different things you need to do in the right order. Um, and one thing I really do like is I do come from a geeky SEO world and I work with a company called Bright Ray Publishing, uh, a lady called Emily Bartdorf, who read my initial draft and just said, I don't understand this. So she rewrote it and I realized that she hadn't understood it and that some of it was wrong. So I rewrote it again. And what we've ended up with, thanks to Bright Ray Publishing and Emily in particular, is a book that's accessible to absolutely everybody. And I'm so thankful for them for helping me with that because otherwise it would have been too geeky and I would have lost a massive audience, I think, uh, for that. I actually have uh, online video courses for the more geeky people. So once you've read the book, take the courses. Once you've taken the courses, get the platform. Then you can really sort out your entity identity, that knowledge panel, what Google understands about you and what Google shows your audience when they Google your brand name. And as you can see, I'm smiling. I'm getting overexcited. I love this topic. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for joining us again. And for those who want to find out more about you, how to connect with you, perhaps your website or social media. Right, yeah. Um, If you search my name, one of the things that the brand SERP does is give you the choice of how you interact with me. What it should do is represent all the different ways you can potentially interact with me. And it's up to you to choose. So if you search search now Jason Barnard or you search my company name, Cali Cube, it will offer you my site, my Twitter account, my LinkedIn account, my YouTube account. Uh, For the Cali Cube, it will offer the Cali Cube Pro tool. It will offer the book. It will offer uh, LinkedIn. It will offer Twitter. So this idea of it's your business card, it's a business card with a list of different ways you can interact with us. Uh So it's up to you. And that's what I love about this particular kind of business card. Yeah. So just Google Jason Bernard and you're going to find a lot of ways to connect with Jason. So I appreciate that again. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was absolutely brilliant, Eric. That was delightful and wonderful. Thanks. Bye.